perfect. I feel like we haven't been here forever. I know. You have bruised ribs from a secret mission. And broken ribs. Broken ribs. Torn muscle. Ligaments. Death. I don't know. Death. 10 out of 10 don't recommend breaking or bruising your ribs. Yeah. Ever. But I did, Never I did win the race. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. That, to me. Uh, to me, too. I mean, good thing is, like, when I'm cussing because I can't fall asleep or cussing because I'm coughing or laughing or sneezing, Taylor can't say nothing because I beat him. I would... Battle The smart. pain of having to hear him talk crap about mm-hmm. beating me would be worse than broken ribs. <laughs> That's heavy competition honestly, I care nothing about. <laughs> honestly, it's not necessarily about winning. I'm just happy that I finished it. There you go. And that I won. And right. you're a winner. But I still would have finished it. Exactly. Okay, so. Unlike naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so last episode we were talking about the Casanova killer, mm-hmm. Paul John Knowles. If you yes. haven't heard the background to him, go back and listen to the episode before right before this. this it's uh worth listening to and we'll give you some insight on just how honestly really his how he was raised yeah um that made him who i think for me personally i remember going home after we recorded that and telling taylor because i know we both like struggle with like coming down from recording especially when it's like super heinous and bad mm-hmm and it's like, God, I need therapy. But I remember telling Taylor, like, so many adults. Close your ears. Fucked him up. Like, they fucked his whole life up. Yeah, and it just makes me scared as to, like, how many people are dealing with this now. And yes. how many, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. There was never, I don't feel like there was ever adult intervention Mm -hmm. whatsoever. No. Um, With the Dozier School of Boys and his his family just, like his parents just being like, bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bye. And all of his siblings just, it's just one of those like, the world did not, I'm not shocked he's a monster. Yeah. I'm not shocked. That's all he's ever known his whole life. Exactly. And it's just like. The world, the, yeah, the world didn't take care of him. No. And, and that we're supposed to take care of all of our children. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the specifics of what happened last episode, like victimology, female or male, if how they were killed, if anything was taken, things of that nature. Yeah, how they were kind of found or stalked or hunted mm-hmm. or preyed on um but that's why we did two two episodes for this one so we could actually give like the victims all the time and yeah. recognition they deserve exactly oh, it's gonna so be tough. if you have not listened go back to the last episode follow us on all social media sites and on any podcast mm-hmm. platforms like share review yep Constructive criticism, please. Yes, please. I I really do. It hurts my feelings a little bit, but I do like constructive. No, criticism. I I really like constructive criticism, and sometimes I read it. And I'm like, what? 
And then you go back and think. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay. I can see that. But then sometimes it's like we try things, and it's still like, that's when I'm kind of like, sounds like a them problem. Yeah. Like, I hate I'm to be that way, but that. we always do try. All, we're foaming it next week. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm excited. Yeah. That. Okay, so, first killing. Let's get into it. On the night that PJ Knowles is escaped from police custody. This is when he got out of the jail. This is July 26, 1974. He broke out of the Jacksonville, Florida, the jail, and then he broke into a home of a 65-year-old teacher. Her name is Alice Curtis. He gagged her, ransacked her home for money and valuables and things like that. He stole her car and eventually, <laughs> Alice Curtis would choke to death because of her gag. Mm. That's too bad. You're next. I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what a terrible... Mm-hmm. That's just terrible. Yeah. Um, in the last episode, we also explained that he actually had taped confessions that he sent into, like, a law office mm-hmm. um, and confessed to, like, what, 30? He admitted yeah. to 35 murders. Mm-hmm. So in one of his tape confessions, um, he claimed to have murdered a teenage girl named Alma on December, 19th, uh, on December of 1974 in Warner Robins, Georgia, and her skeleton remains were found in April of 1976. Her name was actually Ima, Ima but I think with his accent mm-hmm. or like how he pronounced or what he thought it was, he said Alma. But yeah. it's Ima Jean Sanders, and she was 13 years old. I've been to Warner Bro- Warner Robins, Georgia. Where what part of Georgia is it? It's like I right side like of Atlanta. So, if you take the bypass on those? Yeah. Okay. Very, very, Mm -hmm. very tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, after that, um, he claimed to have kidnapped an 11-year-old girl. Her name was Lillian Anderson and her sister. Um, Second-year-old. How would you pronounce that name? Milet. Milet Josephine Anderson. This is out of Jacksonville, Florida. On August 1st, 1974, and although although the girls were involved in a disappearance that was never solved, investigators have said they believe that maybe it was a, a false confession, but I don't know. I just That's feel like... That's pretty... With, because this is an 11-year-old girl mm-hmm. and a se- her 7-year-old mm-hmm. sister, how would he... I would love to know why they think that was a false confession. Yeah, I would too. Um, I don't think we'll ever know. And but. to be honest, he did. He never struck me as, you know, some serial killers. They do it for the fame. They do it for the notoriety mm-hmm. and the attention and the the false sense of power that they think they have with that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't strike me as really caring about that. Yeah, it just more it's or a less, game. Yeah, seems like this is it's what I've learned. Yes. This is how to This survive. is life. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, knowing their names, <clears throat> admitting to it, and knowing that it was an 11-year-old girl and her little sister who was seven, 
what like where I don't know. I, w- yeah. I really want to know why they thought that was a false confession. I do too. Um, okay, so then on, and if you're paying attention, I will say this, like, something to keep in mind. Pay attention to the dates. The first one after he escaped from jail was July 26th. The second one, August um, 1st. The next one, uh, they were kidnapped on August 1st, so, like, that's within the same day. Um, and then this one, August 2nd. Just yeah. keep paying attention to the dates because this is, like, a rampage. Yeah. An actual Out of day. Mind. Every yeah. day, yes. Yeah. On August 2nd of 1974, Knowles met Marjorie Howie, who was 49, in Atlantic Beach, Florida, she was found strangled in her apartment and her television set was stolen. Mm. Probably to pawn. My dad owns a pawn shop. You think? To pawn? Mm-hmm. For gas money? Because yeah. he always had stolen cars too. Yeah. Yeah. So, he took a little break on August 23rd. I mean, a 21-day break. Yeah. Probably. Small, small, yeah. small break. He forced his way into the home of Kathy Sue Pierce in Georgia. He strangled her, but he left the three her three year old son alone. Didn't wonder if he knew the son was there. Maybe, maybe not. Um, she was only twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Then um, on September third. 1974, 32-year-old William Bates was seen with a red-headed man at Scott's Inn, a roadside pub near Lima, Ohio. Bates's wife reported him missing. Near the bar, police found Curtis's vehicle. This is the vehicle that he... Alice, um, the first victim after he escaped, this was her car. Okay. So... Near the bar, police found Curtis's vehicle abandoned, but Bates's car was missing. Mm. In October, Bates's nude body was found. He had been strangled and dumped in the woods. Ew. So, it does not list any sort of um, why or sexual abuse or sodomization. Yeah. yeah, but he was nude and he was strangled, and obviously, Knowles had left Alice Curtis's car. And taken Bates's. Right. That was kind of his MO. Yeah. So now he's driving Bates's car. Mm-hmm. And he comes across two elderly couple this elderly couple who are campers. They're like at a campground or whatever. sixty uh, two year old Emmett Alexander Johnson and fifty nine year old Lewis or Louise Mildred Lois. Johnson. Lois? Lois. Lois or Louise? Lois. Lois Mildred Johnson. They're at a restaurant, uh, rest stop in Ely or Eli. Eli, I think. Eli or Could Ely, be both. Nevada. Uh, we have Ely Road, but Eli is more of the common. Anywho, they're Could in Nevada. Ely? It could be. I don't know. This is September eighteenth, nineteen seventy four. So this couple is killed then. Return. How old was he when he escaped? From prison? 18 or 19? 46, 56. 
Yeah. Okay. This is stressful. Mm-hmm. 42-year-old Yvonne Charlin Hicks was reported missing by family on September 22nd of 1974. Her body was found discarded beside the road on September 25th of 1975, so just basically a whole year later, mm-hmm. near a rest stop outside of Seguin. Sig- I should know yeah. this because Taylor's from Texas. I uh, know you should. Seguin. Um, S-E-G-U-I-N. So, please correct us if we're wrong. Seguin. We could ask Siri. Her vehicle was found at the rest stop, and she had been raped and strangled. Yeah. He's so... I feel like he has so many kills because his victimology is, like... All over the place. Everywhere. Doesn't matter race. Doesn't matter gender. Doesn't matter age. Doesn't matter status. Like... Yes. All over the place. Okay. So, PJ Knowles appears to have... i got to stop you because I'm going to cough and I'm probably going to say cuss words. (coughs) (coughs) Okay. PJ Knowles met a 49-year-old beautician. Her name is Ann Jean Dawson. They met on September 23rd, 1974, in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's unclear whether, like, he abducted her or persuaded her to travel with him. Um, But she paid the bills when they traveled. So, probably just, like, a meal ticket Mm kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, He claims that he killed her on September 29th. That's... Tomorrow, when we're recording. Yeah. So, a few days ago in 1974. Yeah. Threw her body in the Mississippi River. Her remains were found in Mississippi on November 15th, 1977. That is more than three years later. Mm-hmm. By two squirrel hunters. Could you imagine? No. Like going out squirrel hunting? No, no, no. No. I don't want to imagine it. I can't imagine it. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. So then, on October 16th, 1974, 35-year-old Karen White and her 16-year-old daughter, Dawn Marie Wine, were both bound, raped, and strangled after their Marlboro, Connecticut home was broken into. The only thing that was found missing from their home was a tape recorder. Authorities say that Knowles was the perpetrator. So... Is that the tape recorder he... He used to record his confessions, but I'm not so sure that he admitted to this one Mm. because it says authorities say that Knowles was the perpetrator. Mm. Well, first of all, 
if you listen all, back, the the tapes have been destroyed in a flood. Yes. So yeah. We'll never know, but I just want everyone to know that I swear to God, if somebody, I don't care who, what, when, where, why, how, size, age, gender, color, I swear to God, if you touch my child, you won't ever, like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to make your life hell forward. I want, you're going to want, you're going to wish you died. Yeah. I swear to God. I cannot imagine being that mom. Yeah. With her daughter. She is 35. Her daughter is 16. That's like mine and Bentley's age difference. Yeah. I swear. I wish a motherfucker would. Don't poke mama bear. I can't imagine what she went through, though. Yeah. Like, that is so... I mean... Oh, my gosh. And you know what? Truth be told, I guarantee you, the mom bowed down and gave in, hoping to God mm-hmm. it would just take the attention off of the her yeah. child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, evil. Mm, evil. Evil, evil, mm. evil. On October 18th, 1974, two days later, 53-year-old Doris Hosey, Hosey. Mm-hmm. was shot to death. With her husband's rifle, and the gun was placed beside her body. I wonder what happened to the husband. Isn't it funny when you go over cases like this and you're like, "Yeah, and every you've time, never had? every time you read read them yeah. over again or like go back and check things, you like have a new thought or like a new idea, yeah, uh, a new point of view, mm-hmm. like something." That you thought was maybe not that important before, all of a sudden is yeah. very important yeah. type of thing. Yeah. The focus shifts. Um, I, I do also wonder what happened to her husband. Um, I wonder if they have kids because, to be honest, if they did not have kids. I mean, 53 years old in her mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Okay. So, after that, Knowles picked up two hitchhikers in Key West, Florida. I was just there. Beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. The Key Lime Pie is really good, too. Yes, it is. Um, it is different there. <laughs> the key it lime, is. To me, the Key Lime Pie is different there. And we tried two different kinds. Like, one was frozen, dipped mm-hmm. in chocolate, and mm-hmm. the other one had, like, meringue. Mm-hmm. Both it's so both good. just delicious. It's, like, so fresh. Yeah. Um... But he picked up two hitchhikers in Key West, Florida, and was stopped by a policeman. Knowles was driving a car that was stolen from the victim, Bates, but the officer let Knowles go with a warning. Mind blown. Again, where did he learn to be charming like that, you know? Or was the officer maybe... Yeah. Just like, oh, he's in a bad way. He needs a car time. Mm-hmm. Um... Shaken by the experience, Knowles dropped off the hitchhikers in Miami, Florida, without harming them. But around this time, Knowles recorded audio tape confessions to his crimes and mailed them to a lawyer in Florida. So, I wonder if he thought letting the hitchhikers go, like, 
would get him. It like spooked him. No, like he thought then they would go because they got pulled over with the hitchhikers in the car. It was a stolen car. And then maybe he thought, oh, crap, I let them go. They've seen me. They know I'm in a stolen car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wonder if maybe that's why he, like, confessed and... Maybe. Sent, like, I wonder what revelation all. he had. That's pro- that's a good analysis. Because, like, if I was almost going to be caught by the police, I would want to lay out whatever narrative I mm-hmm. wanted to give. So, after all of that, on November 2nd, a 23-year-old named Edward Hillard and a 20-year-old named Debbie Griffin disappeared while hitchhiking. They were hitchhikers near Macon, Georgia. The girl, the boy's body was found in nearby woods and the girl's bodies have never been... No, they were found mm-hmm. in Crawford County on all. August 29th, 1975. So about a year or so later. Uh, pause for, I want to know how far away Crawford... I'm Googling how far away Crawford County is from Macon. Because I know where Macon is. Yeah. Um, Crawford County. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, whoa. That's not right. That. Mm, mm. Oh, it's not far. It's like Macon to Crawford. Yeah, it's just like west, a little bit south, but mainly west, like forty minutes. Okay. So, so are we thinking like he <coughs> he killed him there and then kept her? Yeah. And then yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is um. Her, Griffin's remains, her remains were found on August 29th, 1975. So, ten months later. Yeah. Um, and this one, that one also says that he's reportedly suspected. So, maybe he didn't admit to those. Maybe. Um, then on November 6th, keep in mind, we are still in 1974. Like, this was July. We are in November of, of the same year. November 6, 1974, in Milledgeville, Georgia, Knowles befriended 45-year-old Carlswell Hall Carr and 15-year-old daughter Amanda Beth Carr and attempted necrophilia with the teenager's body. We learned... And this is her dad. This is a dad and, and a, a daughter. Mm-hmm. Necrophilia is having... Intercourse with a dead body. An expired body. Expired body. That's right. Expired. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. So two days later, PJ Knowles meets a journalist from the UK. She's 45. Her name is Sandy Fox. And Sandy lives in Atlanta. So, Fox said that he impressed her with his charm, his <laughs> looks, you know, all the things. Um, she kind of described him as a Robert Redford and a Ryan O'Neill kind of look. 
The pair spent the next few days together, but Sandy Fox and PJ Knowles were unable to perform when they attempted to have intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, he they, was unable to perform, he, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard reports where from victims, live victims, which we'll get to, that he wanted to perform but could not. Mm-hmm. No matter what the situation. What they tried. Men, yeah. women, mm-hmm. dead a lot. Like, all the things. Mm-hmm. So they parted ways just four days later on November 10th. The next day, PJ Knowles was picked up. Uh, he picked up an acquaintance of Sandy Fox and demanded sex from her at gunpoint. She was able to escape. She notified police. And when police tried to apprehend him, PJ got out. I know, I'm trying to, like, filter, like, what I would say. Yeah. He got out um, a sawed-off shotgun, and he made his escape. He was able to get away then. He's able to get away a lot. (laughs) Ow. Mm. Y'all, forgive me. Um, This is death. Um, probably shouldn't say that while I'm reading yeah, that, but I'm reading that's not, that was insensitive. Um, my apologies. <laughs> but it feels like it. The oh, closest God. thing you've ever felt to death is probably, uh, broken ribs, puncture, uh, organs. Kidney infection was worse. Oh. I hope I never get one of those. But th- this is bad. Um, but Advil and Tylenol and I are doing their job, so. Okay. Um, Okay, so just days later after he made his escape, he was in West Palm Beach, Florida, and he invaded the home of, um, is that word right there before her name used, like in the first sentence? Are we using that because maybe she was an illegal citizen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? No, no, no. Okay, so, um, Beverly, maybe, that is her house. Yeah. Her sister is Barbara. But you see this? What does that mean? Invalid. That's an illegal citizen, maybe? I think these are the, um, surviving victims. I saw an interview on something about. It was no, I'm just wondering why they're using that. Oh, I don't that know. That term. I'm thinking he invaded the home of that word, like, because she's an illegal citizen. But the video I saw, they were both white. I don't know. That's just a, Why would they put that in the uh, news thing? I don't know. Oh. Um, just use super their Super big typo. <laughs> um, use their name. Yeah. He invaded the home of Beverly Maybe, where he abducted her sister, 32-year-old Barbara Maybe Abel, and stole their car. This is where your punchline. The name. Maybe Abel. Barbara Maybe Abel. Sorry, guys. We had to do it. That's the only humor 
Maybe. We're going to have all day. And it's not cute because this is, one of these is, they're literally unable. There's there's videos mm-hmm. of their interview mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, I mean, because Barbara is the one true survivor, and yeah. she actually has a book called mm-hmm. One Survivor, where she hung out with PJ for a while and escaped, you know, the captivity. Mm-hmm. He actually yeah. released her. Yeah, it says... Um, Oh, oh, no. The reason... Is she the sister with special needs? Yeah, that's why they use that word. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so... He invaded the home of Beverly, maybe, and then he abducted her sister, her 32-year-old sister, Barbara, maybe, Abel, and he stole their car, and then from there he traveled to Fort Pierce, Florida, and arrived the following night. As Barbara later publicized in her book, One Survivor, she was raped during her captivity before Knowles released her. I also f- want to know, like, I need, we need to get that book. We got to read the book. I want to yeah. know what, like, why did he let some people go and not others? Why, why did he? I feel like he probably felt bad for Beverly. And or like knew Barbara was like the caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. And took her away from Beverly to, I don't know. Yeah. He, no, we gotta he get, left some, I'm, he kept some. Literally, I'm ordering that book. One survivor. We're going to get me a copy. Okay. Okay. So on the morning of November 16th, this is where it comes to head. Mm-hmm. A 35-year-old Florida Highway Patrol trooper named Charles Eugene Campbell. He recognized the stolen car from Perry, Florida. P.J. Knowles was able to finagle, wrestle the officer's pistol away from him, taking him hostage, drove away in his patrol car with someone in the back. His name was James Meyer. Meyer. So he's this guy on the run. Stole a police car. So, stole a policeman's gun. With a police gun. man in the back with a suspect. Stole the gun. Stole the car with a, someone arrested in the a detainee mm-hmm. and another officer. Right? Yeah. No. no Wait. No. Just no. one officer, one guy, and him. And but, he put, but he took the. The officer was the officer that he stole the car and uh-huh. the gun from. Yeah. And he made him get in the car. Yeah. He's a kid. He's 18 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> instead of killing them, because he probably figured from past experience it would raise alarms, he let them out in a wooded area in Pulaski, 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 Pulaski County, Pulaski Georgia. County? Pulaski County. Somewhere in Georgia. (laughs) Some county in Georgia. Yeah. He handcuffed them to a tree before... Oh, he didn't... Mm -mm. I misspoke. So he let them out, handcuffed them together, and killed them. This was like the last... His last rendezvous. rendezvous. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Shortly thereafter... Like, what did they do to him? What did anyone... Like, what did these people do to him? The hell we'll never know. It has to be, because I don't ever want to know this. Oh, no. Okay, so crashed a car, 
um, at a roadblock in Henry County, Georgia. He is he escaped the vehicle on foot and fired many shots because he still had the officer's gun. Um, he oh he crashed because of a car chase. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's the only reason. Um, so he was able to get into police custody in Georgia. Um, you know the whole thing, like mm-hmm. several police officers, handcuffs behind your back. Police car, all the things to... He was shot in the foot. Apprehend him. He was shot in the foot by Chief Detective Philip Howard. Mm-hmm. And Officer Jerry Kay was injured when those stolen car crashed into his patrol car. Right. I thought you were supposed to get out of the car after you put it somewhere so that you didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never been a car. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, in the movies, you know. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. So they chase him. Um... He was pursued by dogs and law enforcement and several other agencies and helicopters and everything. And this is in, in the 70s, so that's, that's a, lot. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was cornered on armed civilians with shotguns mm. in Georgia. In on November County. 17th. Yeah. He was arrested, handcuffed, put in the back of the car. By a Vietnam War veteran that was 27 years old. Look at that. We love our vets, right? Yeah. And a hospital maintenance worker. And an also also just a regular civilian that was armed with a shotgun. They were like, not today, guy. Not today. Not today. Not today. We ain't cops. <laughs> Don't. I love it when civilians do that. Yes. It's ballsy. Yes. Because you could die. And I truly think that's not like a, that's not a decision you think about. I think that's a just a built-in nature type thing that happens. 100. Um, because that's, that's. Scary. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely terrifying. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. The investigators, Paul Robbins and Billy Payne, arrived on the scene. Arrested. Handcuffed him. He was um, outside of the perimeter established for the manhunt. And he, he would have escaped. escaped. He tried to, at least. Mm-hmm. And then they're like the juris- jurisdiction is like the perimeter for the manhunt. They can't hunt the man outside of the little boundary there, which yeah. is kind of silly. Um, makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Could you imagine being the guy that put handcuffs on him? All right. <laughs> on December 18th, which was just one month later, keep in mind we are still in 1974. From July to December. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sheriff Earl Lee and Agent Ronnie Angel from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation were traveling down Interstate 20 with Knowles, who was handcuffed in the back seat. Their destination was Henry County, Georgia, where Knowles had, per a Georgia Bureau GBI press release, admitted to dumping a handgun he had taken from... Florida State Trooper Charles Eugene Campbell after killing him with it. The GBI reported that Knowles grabbed Lee's handgun, discharging it through the holster in the process, and while Lee was struggling with Knowles and attempting to keep control of the vehicle, Angel fired three shots into Knowles' chest, killing him instantly. Yeah, he wanted to die by cop. 
Suicide by cop is what Do we believe? And and I, I wouldn't blame anybody, but do we believe that that's the whole that the guy that's handcuffed in the back was able to get a firearm that and discharge it? That is the conspiracy. But like, I wouldn't blame them if if that's not what happened. I personally wouldn't, but I can see why in the 70s this might happen. That's the whole thing is like, did he do that or did, did the they just go over speed bump and and they thought that he. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that. I mean, and oh my gosh, I just wish we had the tapes. What I would give. I know. I mean, I would give my red my broken away <laughs> at this point. They were ruined More in the flood. The That's another thing. Do we bring it back? I don't know. I don't know. It could have. It literally could have been anything at the time, just because of the time and the place, Georgia. Like, you know. I'm about to look up what floods happened in Macon, Georgia, yeah. in the 70s mm-hmm. or 80, like. Because it, it did say that they, were they will, of course, were never released to the public, and I don't think they should ever be released to the right. public. But they were reviewed by a grand jury. Mm-hmm. So. And their transcripts. Wouldn't that be interesting? This is another thing. So they were reviewed by a grand jury in 1975. When Knowles was killed, this was 1974. Right. Was that trial for peace of mind to the victims and their families maybe i would appreciate or that. to solve the cases they knew they could solve to get them solved so that they could put it uh, to bed. yeah and other cops or other detectives or other agencies wouldn't think that it was still like open or like unsolved mm, you know that's a good so maybe they just like presented all the evidence to a grand jury and let the grand jury decide which one's they were okay convicting, actually convicting him of. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they were like, yeah, I'm not sure. You might still need to look into this one. Like, you might need to pursue other... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and then there was just no evidence. Yeah, because when the connect. grand jury saw these tapes, this was like after he was, he was dead. Yeah. So, and he did... It's not like he had like a partner or mm-hmm. like anything like that, so... That's interesting. I know. I, I wonder... I would like to be able to look into the mind of a killer we all well i would like to know like in the 70s like and that might still happen now it's just maybe once the perp is dead the as the public we don't really think about it Mm -hmm. but i'm just thinking from a standpoint of like if i was a survivor or if i was um the family of a victim i would want that solidification of he is, even if he's not here breathing oxygen, like he is convicted of the murder of your family member. Yeah. Or a jury has convicted him of attacking you, raping you, mm. kidnapping you, you know, all the, all the things. Like, I feel like that would be very um, helpful maybe, for mental health. Maybe that's why he wanted to, if we're going off the theory he died suicide by cop he would never have to answer to any people which he's had to answer to his 
parents, to the school, to the jail, to the ev- everyone he's ever been in contact with. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I this definitely is all speculation. Think so. I definitely think so. And mm-hmm. that's again, like y'all need to go listen to the episode right before this, where we re- literally go through like his childhood and his life. This guy's a monster, but like we can see why he his whole entire life was lived in hell. Mm-hmm. From the moment he was born. Yeah. He was sent... His parents basically gave... Like, gave literally up. just dropped him and his six, seven siblings... Yep. Yep. Off anywhere. Probably didn't even know where. And never to be seen or heard of, heard of or from again. And the one thing that I feel like should make everybody... Like, really go back and listen to the episode before this that explains what his life was like the all boys boarding school he was sent to we need to do an episode on just that that. school they finally tore this school down because of all the sketchy awful terrible things in 2011 in 2011 this is like 10 12 years ago well in 70 let's say he got out in 73 that's like 30 years i mean and they found how many? 60? 50, 50, 60 bodies under the school. Underneath the school, y'all. If you follow us on Instagram underneath or any of our school. socials, oh, you can see the the mm. gravestones, mm-hmm. the empty square boxes in the dirt of where these bones were found. It's We need to do an episode on that. Yeah, we do. I want to go. Out. Oh, man. Okay. First, we need to decline from this. Okay. <clears throat> oh gosh! Oh, don't lean back like that. That don't was a terrible do idea. Bad idea. Okay, keep following us. We have big, 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 big news, which we mentioned at the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. coming. It's just slowly coming. We, we just can't tell you quite yet. Anticipation is, but it's very exciting. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. <laughs> I got the surprise of a lifetime. While Macy was filming me earlier, and <laughs> we'll post that later on. Yes. But make sure you're following us on all of our socials, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. YouTube. YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. You get early access. Yes. Um, on Mondays. Murder Mondays. Any cases you yes know about and, like, something we didn't mention that you know or that you heard or that you read, mm-hmm. send it to us. Any cases you want us to follow, even if you don't live, like, in the Tennessee or North Georgia area. We've um, had some great suggestions yes. from other cities, countries. Jade from my cast, Jade? Yeah. She and I were on FaceTime for, like, an hour and a half last night. There's a couple that Uh-oh. we need to look into Okay. from where she's from. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, keep it locked to the expired podcast follow us on everything and like share rate review and until next time this is the expired podcast if you're gonna be an asshole be a funny one don't do math bye